Hello everyone and welcome back to the Coffee with Warriors podcast. Today's episode's pivotal focus is going to be teenage anxiety and why today's teenagers go through that roller coaster of negative emotions and struggle to break free. To provide insights on this delicate topic, we have with us Juhi Chaudhary. She has completed her master's in clinical psychology and holds a license with the government of India as a rehabilitation psychologist. She teaches psychology at St. Agnes's Convent in Kolkata and she also runs her own mental health practice. In this day and age of rising mental health problems, she tries to help as many people as she can by asking them to look inwards and be the change they want to and then see the outside world. So hello ma'am and I'm so honored and grateful to have you with us on the show today. Thank you so much for those kind words and I'm really glad to be here today. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> okay so, so ma'am uh, we I'm just going to dive into the topic like about teenage anxiety directly. So ma'am, we you yes. know, see a lot of negative emotions that teenagers or the youth in general bag with them nowadays. And I was wanting to address these issues to provide reasons as to why this even happens in the first place, right? So like as many researchers, as many, you know, researchers have stated that nowadays one in five teens has a diagnosable mental health disorder such as depression or anxiety. And these mental disorders are just on the rise today. In fact, experts Mm -hmm. say that mental disorders in teenagers are at an all-time high. So could you just give us maybe a few generic reasons as to why teenagers are mentally unstable? Uh, You know, that's a very lovely question. So the thing is that more than anything else, what we have to focus upon is not the fact that, okay, the teenagers' mental health issues on the rise, but like you very rightly said, why is it happening so? Mm-hmm. The problem is we only see the prevalence that once a child hits their teenager years and, you know, their behavior is more, uh, say, visible when they turn 14 or 15. Right. What we have to notice is that the cause happens way before that the foundations of that behavior gets laid down right when the child is say five years or six years of age. So at that point, when we start focusing on the child, when we start seeing that if the child is throwing a temper tantrum or if the child is being aggressive, we need to address the root cause right then and there. The problem that happens mainly, and I would just not specify India, but rather in most of the countries now is that say when the child is young and especially, but here again, Indian society comes into the focus. When the child is young, we consider it cute or we consider it as pampering and we find it very adorable say if the child is shrieking or if the child is exhibiting any kind of uh, uh, say temper tantrums or stomping a foot or any of those things what people don't realize is subconsciously that's already setting a pattern in the child's behavior so suddenly bam at the age of 12 or 13 when your child is behaving in that same exact manner parents or any adult in the society, you know, we are not willing to take it because for us, it's like, okay, suddenly, how has that happened? Mm-hmm. But if you will really look carefully, it's not sudden. It's been happening for a very long time. Right. So the first and foremost way to deal with, say, teenagers and their mental health issue is to start noticing right from the age of three or four how your child is behaving. And the firm hand has to be given then, not at 13 or 14, unfortunately. Right. 
child beautiful yeah, that's that's actually true you know like as a young age parents don't really like you know they're like yeah oh that's so cute and everything and then later they're like oh my god what suddenly happened this is not acceptable so the child doesn't even know that what they're doing is wrong because yes, yes because the child is very clueless the child is like i have always been behaving like this what suddenly changed and Absolutely. you know what the shift usually comes in around 8 or 9 nowadays what's happening is so this is again a very interesting fact teenaging uh, teenagers so there's also something called preteen right. teenager is when you are 13 yeah. preteen is when you are 8 9 10 11 and 12 so what happens is the child's cognition uh, you know at the risk of sounding very psychological right now but the child's mind takes a sudden shift after 6 years suddenly you will see that 7 and 8 ke baad bachche notice kar rahe cheezo ko Right. So now that's when your child will get manipulated. That's when your child will try to, you know, score points off you. Try to behave in a different way. So at that point, be very aware. And please, parents, it's my humble request: start saying no to your children. You know, so you know, Nishtha, as you had very clearly said that uh, you had mentioned two disorders: depression and anxiety, which is on the rise. Yeah. So the primary cause for this again is that parents. do not want to say no to their children and then later on they don't know how to say no to their children or even worse even when they do say no to their children children are not willing to accept that no from their parents Absolutely. because for, for the longest time they have they are not used to the word no right you know and this is primarily one of the major reasons why there are so there's so much of discipline issues that we face in school these days because to, and i'm sure many of the parents will relate to this right now or i think the teachers if they are listening to this podcast they would say 20 years back if i was spanked or if i was scolded by a teacher in my school i was never spanked but if i was scolded had i come back and i if i would have told my mother that my teacher has scolded me my mom would have never taken my side but today yeah. look at how the school systems have changed look how the dynamics have changed in schools you cannot discipline the child you cannot i'm not saying i'm ever in for spanking but you cannot even you know scold the child to a certain level children are being treated as such delicate creatures how in the world are you ever going to discipline them okay. today parents would rather stand up against the teacher that you know if i am molly coddling my child you do the same thing so if you if you look at it from a broader perspective the whole mental health of children and you know the whole mental health of these uh, teenagers they are at a constant risk because be it society or be it parents or be it any social system we are all just engaging in mollycoddling them right now this is the reason why strangely there was a study done that why is bipolar there is a disorder called a bipolar disorder okay it's a it's a mood issue disorder and suddenly we've been seeing if you will come if you will look at it carefully nishtha Uh, our grandparents yeah and you know other generation after that they suffer a lot from depression hamare parents mein aapko depression zyada dikhenge but in the current generation that is i'm talking about the teenagers the younger generation yeah. you will see a rise in bipolarity there is something called bipolar mood disorder and there was actually a study conducted by these mental health researchers that why is bipolarity on the rise and this is the reason say you know this is something so basic uh, again like i said 20 years back the matriarch of the family used to handle the family correct matriarch is the mother yeah and hota tha na ki agar mummy ne na bol diya to kisi ki nahi chalegi right yeah so that used to set a very good hand in disciplining because the child knew that this is the figure i need to respect now here again i'm not taking any sides it's not like i'm being too much of a feminist i'm saying no only listen to the mother but yeah. what i'm trying to say is 
that if the if say it could even be the patriarch it could be a grandfather grandmother but there has to be one decision given so if the mother is saying a no the father cannot say a yes the grandparents mm-hmm. cannot force the mother ki nahi nahi bacche ko karne do this right. is where the child starts getting subconsciously 10 different instructions and the child knows that this is how i can overrule my mother the respect automatically goes down right are you getting it so yeah, what happens is then so this is this is where later on in life when you're getting such mixed signals say yes from the mother no from the father again no from the grandfather you're absolutely confused and subconsciously that lays down the say the foundations for even bipolarity because later on aap puchoge the then the parents will complain ma'am mera bachcha hamesha confused rehta my child doesn't know what to do in life mm-hmm. but when well, has your child got the right sense of clarity from you exactly mm-hmm. right absolutely yeah correct also ma'am you know i have noticed because i have spoken to many teenagers is that mm-hmm. nowadays you know they can't tell the difference between what just regular stress is or anxiety you know for them anxiety has become this new trend you know every second teenager is like oh i'm having anxiety it's like something that they brag about and sometimes it's not even just anxiety it's like you know it's maybe just they're stressing over something really petty so Okay. So how can you tell the difference between the two? You know it's actually really 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 simple. Say right now if you're sitting and if I tell you that Nishtha for 5 minutes or say just for 2 minutes, you know, let's not talk and let's just sit in peace. Yeah. Uh not that we're actually going to do it but you will realize the moment you do that you will have 10 thoughts regarding your future. In the sense you would you would probably just think that after this podcast what am i going to eat for dinner Absolutely. what am i going to do at 11 oh my god tomorrow you know i have this friends thing oh my god am i prepared yeah. for it all of that's going to come into your head right that's yeah. anxiety every thought that's related to the future and 99% of the times nishtha what these teenagers and even adults by the way it's it's not very teenage specific we don't realize we are literally living our lives in our head Right. None of us are in the present moment. Yes. Like right now, I'm sitting here. I'm 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 sitting here with my cup of coffee, and I'm talking to you. I'm absolutely here. Nothing else is interesting me. Right. It's 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 holding any interest to me, and so it goes for you. But the moment we are alone with our thoughts, we are constantly into the future, and that is the primary cause of anxiety. Okay. So for teenagers, and now if of course, if you have an exam tomorrow, if you're slightly stressed about it, that's just regular stress. Yeah. But if you're thinking. Five days into the future, or say even five months into the future, that's anxiety because what we all seem to not understand is we don't even have the next three hours under our control. Mm-hmm. If nothing, especially in this pandemic, it has taught us. You know, in twenty nineteen, we probably had plans of doing what not in the next two years, and look where life has led us. Yeah, true, true. So anxiety is just a thought, and you know what? The best way to even if you will ask me to cope with this mm-hmm. is. just be aware of your thoughts wow yeah true absolutely but it's not as simple as it sounds because you'll be like ma'am but you know my mind is constantly talking to me there is a constant yeah. chatter in the background mm. so yeah for this this is where meditation comes in this is where a lot of self work comes in this is where you sit with yourself and you detach yourself from your mind because mm. we have been brought up with the concept he you know your mind is you it's not actually i'll tell you something very simple here you are not the voice in your head you are the voice who responds to the voice in your head wow yeah 
Yes, absolutely. Did you understand that? Yes. Or would you like me to go mm-hmm. deeper with this? Yeah, yeah, so basically it's like, you know, you will always have negative. You'll have both positive and negative thoughts. It's at the exactly. end of the day, it's your choice who to listen to and what to decide. So at the end of the day, it's how exactly. you perceive and, you know, look at the whole situation of what you're thinking about. Exactly. Because your mind is never going to stop talking yeah, to you. Absolutely. So you might as well make it your friend and don't take and don't believe any of the thoughts. Say, for example, you wake up one morning and say, you know what, and especially this is for the teenagers who are listening to this podcast. Yeah. Say you wake up one morning and you find a pimple or an acne. Your yeah. mind is going to scream the house down. <laughs> oh my, and especially, you know, those issues. Oh my God, I'm so ugly. Oh my God, I have a pimple on my face. You do not have to believe every thought that pops in your head. Yeah. Rather, detach yourself from the thought become more of the observer where is this thought coming from it's okay it's just a pimple and that's how you neutralize your own head and that's how you neutralize your own chatter so even in therapy this is what we do we just try to quieten that voice in the mind right. beyond anything wow yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that like stress it's so simple i mean you made it sound so simple stress is if you're worried about what the present situation is and you know it's anxiety for thinking about the future. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's really cleared my head. That's going to be, th- you know, you've broken down such a complicated, convoluted issue into such, such simple, in such a simple thesis. Yeah. So I think that that's great. And mind you, you know, it takes work because it's not like, okay, one morning you're going to wake up and I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to be realistic here because even at the age of 31, I struggle myself at times you know when I feel that oh god the I'm just not getting my head straight so in those days this is when you know and this is and you know what the most beautiful thing I read something the other day that is your is primarily your relationship with yourself that you're going to have and this is especially so important for the teenagers to realize it you know especially the ones today they they feel that their life is around their boyfriends or girlfriends and around their friends it took me 30 years to understand literally the most important relationship I will ever have is with my own self and that self work takes work every day you know what I mean yeah so I think uh, if teenagers just start understanding that and if they truly just value themselves and you know if if they're just more interested in what I am thinking and what I am feeling their lives would anyway turn for the better forget depression forget anxiety they would just be happy absolutely you know yeah yeah Right. So from a parent's standpoint, how do you approach this issue with their teenagers? You know, like I've seen parents really struggle, like, you know, my child is like this. How do I, how do I deal with my child who's so aggressive all the time or, you know, refuses to speak, refuses to sit with the family, slams the door on the floor. So what does parent do in these kind of situations? How do they approach their teenagers when they are behaving like this? Um, I would suggest two, three points. A, start noticing the first time when your child is misbehaving. Please do not wait for your child's misbehavior to reach its peak before you take a decision. One major mistake that parents do is if the child misbehaves for the first time, they let it go. Never do that. Right. Even if your child is three years old, correct your child's behavior right then and there. I don't care. You know, it, it should be that I don't care. But you know what? They should actually not take misbehavior at any cost or at any age. So the first time when your child is misbehaving, correct your child right then and there. Absolutely no form of, there should be no form of physical violence. Because unfortunately, parents don't understand when you spank your child or when you beat your child or when you hit your child, uh, even though now 
very few parents are doing that but there are unfortunately some who are instead of creating say any kind of firm boundary you're just abusing the child so there would be a point when your child would retaliate back so there has to be absolutely no form of physical violence be very firm in your decisions and in your boundaries to so say if a mother has decided that i'm going to give my child cookies only on sundays yeah please stick to that it should not be that because your child is pressuring you or relenting you you give it to her on a tuesday or on a saturday or any other day because that's when you are giving mixed signals to your child hmm. so when so the moment you respect your decision and you say no if it's only for a sunday the child will respect that even more because uh, because you know uh, ultimately a child is emulating what you are teaching to your children absolutely another big problem that i see is uh, parents say parents you don't want your children to watch television the whole day yeah. then please you yourselves also have to stop watching television the whole day yeah and this i see so much so in the like you know yeah because they would want their children to behave in a particular manner but they themselves would not be doing that so that does not work it because more than anything else more than listening to what your child is more than your child listening to what you're going to say your child is going to observe what you are going to do so do the right thing and you you'll see your child is also doing the right thing right you know right absolutely and you know there's another problem that i see these days a lot of children have gadgets it's it's honestly considered a matter of pride and honor that oh my god my 2 year old can unlock an iphone and and my 2 year old yeah. can work with an ipad it is not it is frankly embarrassing that you're giving another thing that parents don't realize is the digital presence the, that that light in cell phones or say mm. uh, on an ipad or any of it is so addictive to the child absolutely that automatically right from that 2 years of age your child's cognitions already going for a toss right your child you know when we like, i'm i'm sure when i was a kid i remember I, i i would love looking at trees because there was a big massive tree next to my house mm. and that's the only thing i have seen growing up and that's something i still love to see growing up I, i i still wouldn't want to be on my cell phone for way too long because and frankly the other two days i was on my cell phone you know and my eye has been flickering hmm. so a very important thing that nishtha people that you know that parents should know is i don't know if you knew this but it's said in psychology it's actually true yeah. the first 5 years when you're born so like yeah. till the 5 years yeah. you establish the foundation for the rest of your life wow your subconscious yes yeah. your subconscious patterns get established the choices you're going to make in life gets established your habits gets established everything gets established mm. and you just work with the same rewired pattern so it's actually the first 5 years which are most important mm. and, and it, it removes like, from yeah i've seen like kids these days like if they're making a lot of noise or they're being too cranky then the parents are like okay take the phone take the ipad you know just so that they are quiet so that the parents don't get disturbed and that's so harmful for their child like you know as you said it's so dangerous like the light that it's emulated out of these gadgets is so so dangerous it just stunts their growth you know like their mental growth so i think that also it does because what's happening is what's happening is uh, it's it's a cop out when i'm giving the phone when i don't want to i have a niece at my house she's barely one and a half and trust me when she's next to me i keep running i mean i i have to run after her because for me it's not an option that i i i do a cobot and i give her an ipad or something because i know how humble that's going to be there for her and i also know that how and okay another thing that i've been seeing is aapke bachche ka attention span kam hota hai 
which is what later on is going to lead to concentration issues learning issues all of it Right. she can't learn she can't concentrate i'll ask you a very 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 uh, simple question here anishtha when you wake up in the morning and when you're brushing your teeth okay yeah. what are the thoughts that run through your head when you're brushing your teeth what i have to do next probably like okay now i have to do this i have to do that what am i going to eat for breakfast it's all about the day like, i say previous night you had attended a party or you had a great time with your friends yeah, yeah. do those thoughts come into your head as well wow yeah. it, last night was so good yeah Absolutely. Do you realize something? Yeah. Your whole act of brushing the teeth has completely passed you by. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not living in. No, once did you say, "But, ma'am, I was just brushing my teeth. It's fine." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is what's happening to our lives. This is exactly what's happening to our lives. This is happening to you. This is happening to me. This is probably happening to the parents. This is happening to teenagers. This is happening to all of us. This is what I meant when I said living in the moment. Yeah. And this is why children's cognition capacity, their learning capacity, is short to help. Because parents are just like, "Hey, ma'am, she's not studying." but is she doing any other thing with concentration she is not you just said that mom yeah i don't even brush my teeth with my concentration yeah, i'm true. probably like just thinking of something else you absolutely so yeah yeah wow so there has to be a whole the whole paradigm needs to change actually you right. know we just start living we just, in the moment yeah exactly exactly and when the, when you give your 2 year old ipad you take that you already take that moment away hmm. Right. Your two-year-old is not living in the moment. Right, right. Also, ma'am, you know, usually, like when I talk to these teenagers, I've realized that you know they don't want to do anything anymore. Like they don't feel like doing anything. Then they have no sense of motivation at all these days. Like they're they're at a complete standstill. You know, so their sleep schedule is gone off completely out of the whack, and they don't even see an issue in what they're doing. like they're so oblivious to how detrimental it can be in the long run so what do you say like you know why are they not motivated to do anything and why can't they tell what is right what is wrong that you know i need to fix this i need to get my life and act like why isn't there you know dear unfortunately this is a sad reality which is kind of um, which even i see a lot happening around because um at the risk of sounding uh, slightly offensive which i and i don't personally want to offend anyone who's out there but uh, uh like i said they've just been given it too easy and uh, there's no harm in that but tell me something where is the sense of appreciation and you know what like i i always discuss this with one of my very close friends she and i grew up in a in a very similar fashion mm-hmm. and uh, when we were kids right I think I got my first cell phone when I was in eleven, class eleven, and I was a student of Birla High at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, given um, this uh, cell phone, and uh, I, I, you know, we were given that Nokia model, the twenty-one hundred, the oldest one that's yeah. non-existent today. Mm-hmm. So there was a sense of appreciation because we got the right thing at the right time. So we waited for it. I okay. still remember when I wore my first dress ever. I I I am sure I look like a clown but it was such a great feeling that I'm wearing a dress or I'm yeah. going to a party or say even when I had my first drink I was for me it was a big deal because it happened yeah. at the right time for me. Right. The problem you know why children are not motivated anymore is because everything's come to them before their age. Absolutely. And there is nothing to look forward to. Today what would you look forward to? You would look forward to doing something you haven't done. And yeah. you know it it's remember it was always a conflict Okay, if I get eighty percent in my exams, I would get to go to this party. I would yes. probably get to go to prom. I I still remember my mom threatened me with a haircut that 
you will only get to go to prom if i give you the checkout and if you scored this much so for me that prom was an incentive yeah. that okay this is what i need to go for and this is how i need to, but there are no incentives anymore there is no challenge to anything so if the challenge is not there how will your motivation come right getting it that motivation so you know what and i'll tell you something uh, i see this today in parties or today i see the social scene that's happening in calcutta where children are just you know be it in bars or i i don't have a problem with you drinking or i don't have a problem with you you smoking or do any doing any of those things but they have lost the meaning of life of what life is meant to be right. you know it has to come from within it probably has to come from the social structure of the family it has there has to be a sense of challenge but this and and this would continue for some time until and unless like i said there is a whole paradigm shift there is a whole dynamic shift happening hmm. true true very true yeah right also ma'am when do you think that you know a teenager needs external help like outside of just talking to a parent or a friend or anything like that like when is it that okay now she needs to go see someone who can actually help her because now she's out of hands even you know now even the parents can't help but you know that is the problem don't wait for something to get out of hands the moment you feel that there is a behavioral shift happening there is a shift in behavior like you said please don't wait that my child has slammed the door 10 times so now i'm going to take her for to a therapist right when she slams the door for the first time get inside the room and set the boundary very clear yeah do it right then and there that i you you dare not mess up further you know there was a sense of fear that we used to have for our parents like i'm sure even today yeah. you feel that that dare if i do that my mom's probably going to whack me absolutely so exactly so i think the parents need to set their boundaries really straight and parents need to stop being scared of their children that okay abhi main nahi karungi because she's so fragile you are making her fragile or you're making him fragile hmm. just make sure your child's happy and your child will be happy if there are boundaries your child's not going to be happy because technically he or she is just a child it's just like you know what we say i remember this quote in hindi which i forgotten but it's something like आप जैसे उस क्ले को बनाते हो हाउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंडलीउंड
or to overcome such negative emotions um first of all start appreciating all that that you have in your life appreciation is the biggest thing you know what it honestly takes not much to be happy it doesn't yes true true just be thankful for everything you have start finding hobbies and activities that do not involve a cell phone it can be anything you know you'll see this uh, if you go to the slums or if you go to the slightly lower you yeah. know lower sections of the society you see they're very happy have you ever seen the kids on the road they just don't care true they're so happy with just the simple things yeah, yeah. you just need to be happy the problem is we are hardwired into being sad Yeah. we are hardwired mm. even though our, our basic nature is to be happy but we are hardwired into being sad mm. so you know i think it starts with just um, being grateful holding yourself yeah. exactly being grateful and holding yourself accountable for your life because ultimately it is your life absolutely yeah. whatever it is that you want to do yeah. you know stop blaming others yes find activities find hobbies that you truly enjoy doing get into meditation i try to tell every one of my children as well in school that please get into meditation but care right now though i know it's quite like you know i really wouldn't expect 16 17 year olds to meditate but still you will start understanding that the life that you're living in your mind does not exist start and the, the best way to be happy be in the present moment that right now what am i feeling you realize there is nothing you're feeling and that is exactly you you know not yeah, you your future be, thoughts not your past thoughts like you have to be very conscious about your thoughts and everything exactly be conscious about living be aware about living most of us are just living mindlessly absolutely yeah in this whole world of netflix and amazon and cell phones and instagram what's happening is we are so lost in the digital world we just forget to live in the real world and it takes a, it takes very little to be happy in the real world like right now there is a lockdown but trust me me just going to the lakes for an hour and coming back is what makes me happy right because yeah. happiness is something very simple it's 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 just in your hands hmm. yeah it's in your and hands absolutely you can't blame anybody you cannot exactly the day you stop blaming the day you know what and you know something another problem that i see these days the teenagers they are so they want to avoid any kind of negative emotion it doesn't work like that see something's happened and you're sad about it hmm. sit with that sadness let yourself be sad yeah. feel that negativity feel that emotion let it go we are so busy you know teenagers especially they they try to look for ways of escaping it right. they will try to look for ways of escaping their sadness be it any negative emotion because they because jaise maine bola mind itna fragile ho jata hai inka because since since childhood they've been mollycoddled that any and that's why there is such a rise in suicide and uh, 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 in suicide cases why because bahar se a principal or someone will end up saying a no the child can't take that no absolutely the teacher has given less marks i cannot take that less marks why because i have been mollycoddled at my house yeah i am not used to this my mind feels threatened yeah you know there is a very there is a huge psychological subtext to this which i would not get into but uh, very simple a very simple theory is just make your child strong enough mentally and that starts yeah. right from a very young age that yeah. is true yeah also you know nowadays teenagers what i've seen is they start looking for validation in others like you know i i feel like i'm looking good but you won't believe it like till somebody else doesn't tell you like you give the remote control of your emotions to other people 
like you'll only appreciate you know you'll only feel that you've looked good in that instagram post if you've got above 200 300 likes if you get even like lower exactly. than before, then uh, oh my god okay that picture wasn't good i'm going to delete it i haven't you know you're always constantly like you've given others the power to control your emotions so okay that person said i am ugly i am sad now because that person told me exactly because what happens here is that uh, and you know this is something we all went through as teenagers i'm sure each and every single one of my friends went through i went through and i'm sure everyone in the future uh, i'm sure even ashwara i went through it yeah. but <laughs> having said that you know what it takes a whole different work to love yourself exactly and it's a lifelong process you know nishta i can say today that okay uh, you know what i wake up in the morning and i feel i'm i'm amazing no it doesn't work like that yeah. this is something this this issue in particular is something that you have to work upon yourself and truly love yourself absolutely just as the way you are because i remember this someone had said this to me uh, i'm a huge believer i i believe a lot in the law of attraction and the energies you're putting out there and mm-hmm. especially yes. so the entire world is a reflection of what you are on the inside exactly you will only attract something that you truly believe about yourself right now what happens is in this whole world of instagram and getting as many likes as possible what happens is 20 years back when i was a teenager all i had to do was compare myself to my equally you know my friends who were just probably on the same boat as i am and we all dealt with our issues together and we grew up raising each other okay. but today a girl would probably post a picture and my friend has gotten 200 likes i got 100 likes i'm ugly right yeah absolutely so you lose the meaning of who you are because you are not looking in the mirror yourself and you're not defining your own standards mm-hmm. so like i said this all comes down to self love how much you're willing to work upon yourself what is your concept of beauty right what are you truly believing you know teenagers should ask who am i what are the core beliefs i hold about myself why is it that i'm only attracting these particular situations in my life mm-hmm. and then they need to start working and this is a lifelong journey i wouldn't say Okay, okay at 16 one day you felt beautiful and the next day you will not rather like i said it, it will keep going there will be days where you will feel ugly where you will be like okay i'm not but you know what it's completely normal right everyone goes through that everyone is insecure about something everyone is just that be kind to each other and more than anything else you know like i said it's a whole process it it cannot be done in one session it cannot be done in one day you just need to have that belief in yourself that however i am by god's grace i am okay and i'm enough yeah that's about it yeah yeah true value yourself know your worth yeah exactly mm-hmm. absolutely yeah wow okay so mom like that was really informative and i got to learn so much myself and i really hope this helps people out there this is really cleared so many questions i had in mind personally and uh, thank you so much for coming in today it was really really enriching i loved talking to you and i'm looking forward to many more conversations with you well i love speaking to you as well and so do i thank you so much for having me thank you so much for coming ma'am see you soon thank you the pleasure is all mine see you soon darling thank you <laughs>
Well, that was all for today's episode of the Coffee with Waters podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope that you will follow and share this podcast, and I look forward to you joining us for many more conversations with our warriors. Thank you so much.